Hey book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also a heads up, so that we can have a rich and in-depth conversation, there may be spoilers about the books we are discussing. All right, let's get started. We are talking banned books in honor of Banned Book Week, which is happening the week this episode is released. For once, we are actually timing things just so. Yeah, so Banned Book Week is... Starts next week, That's September twenty second. I know we've been talking about it a for a million years. And yeah, boom, here it is. It's already like the end of September. When did that happen? I don't know. I don't like it. Ugh. Well, I know because I've been like, yay, four weeks done. We are a quarter of a way through the fall semester, and then I'm like, shit, we're a quarter of the way through the fall <laughs> semester. What just happened? <laughs> it goes by really fast. It does not go by this fast when you're a student, but man, when you're an adult. Oh, man. It seems like you can't ever grasp time correctly. Mm, I know. Yes, my students are definitely keeping me on my toes. Baby freshmen. Yeah. They're like high schoolers. I mean, they're pretty much just high schoolers. We might as well just call them pre-freshmen. I don't know. (laughs) It's crazy. They're sweet, but it's been a handful. Mm. Ugh. So. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, banned book week. We did this last year. Uh, I forget what we talked about. Do you remember? I guess it doesn't matter. If they really want to know, listeners, go back. Last year, we did a banned book week episode in September. We talked about banned books. We had a good time. We talked about... But didn't we do um, the firefighter one? Oh, right. Fahrenheit 451. How yeah. could I forget that? Because I ended then... up loving it. Oh, you did that. Oh, God. That really terrible um, Victorian lesbian story. Yeah. Well of Loneliness. Yeah. Yeah, that I didn't read. That I didn't read either. Okay. So we did much better this time. I still picked a weird. You did. You're so. Weird, kooky, 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 kooky book to read, but. We did, yes. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So, if you want to, we're not going to go into why books are banned or what are some of the most common reasons books are banned because. We've already talked about that. Yeah. So that's our way of making you go back and listen to an older episode. I think it was like episode four or five. Yeah, it was yeah. early on. But uh, we are doing this also for the Modern Mrs. Darcy Reading Challenge, which is mm-hmm. to read a banned book. And we've taken a new little twist this year in how we're doing banned books. So we'll talk about that here in a moment. But I guess we should talk about life and then tea. Life is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> Curious hating life. <laughs> Pretty hardcore. <laughs> Pretty hardcore. So I'm hoping to help her cheer up with my bright and sunny personality. And oh, we get to talk about books, even weird ones. You Yay! know, it's like, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. it's been. A, I mean, I've been slowly re- reworking my way through it, but it's a slow pro- slog. There's like a, they call it the dark and twisties between Meredith and Christina. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely in a dark and twisty. Mm-hmm. Like there's... Mm-hmm. It's a little rough right now, but that's yeah. okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I've certainly been not excited about my work life, and that's hard. Yeah. So I hope that you're able to come to some, re- achieve some solutions that work for you. Me too. I'm rooting for you. How are you doing? I'm all right. Like I said, other, I'm, you know, I'm tired. It's been a, a hectic five-ish weeks for, six weeks for me. 
my head's still kind of spinning. I got a little bit of cold right up the, the school year started. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. Um, but it's been good. I mean, I'm not unhappy. I'm just, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's, it's weird to explain. I'm like really stressed out and I'm really tired, but I'm not unhappy. Hmm. So I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I just wish I knew more of what I was doing so that I wasn't so tired and stressed out. Yeah. And then I'm like, I have all this stuff to grade. Who was the idiot who made all these assignments? Oh, wait. <laughs> that was me. Stupid. Uh, now you know for next semester to not do as many writing assignments. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. And I'm just still making it up as I go along. Like, I'm a half a step ahead of my students because it's a new course prep for me. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's try this and see if it sticks. Mm -hmm. So... Per usual, I have just taken on more than I should, yeah. and um, I'm just kind of slowly making my way through it and trying to be kind of zen about it and take it one day at a time, and so far, so good. Good. Yeah. But this has been my first afternoon where I've kind of hit the pause button a little bit, and I'm just kind of taking it slowly. Mm -hmm. Doing yeah. a little reading. I'll do a little writing later, but just kind of took a couple hours for myself to just kind of zone out and read and doze. Yeah. And take the time. Take the time. Mm -hmm. So we're drinking tea. We are drinking tea. It's been a while since we've drank tea together. It's true. It's been like I miss a you month so or much. two. It's been, it's been like crazy. two months. Yeah, because you <sighs> traveled mostly in the summertime. And you traveled, and then school yeah. year started, and bam. Shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. Oops. There went the E onto the episode. You already said it. You were you said God damn it earlier. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. So you the broke it. Well, you popped the E cherry. <laughs> I mean, you know, if that's what's going to get an E slapped on our episode, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm an adult. I can cuss. I can do what I want. I can use curse words if I want to. So, meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we are digging into my most recent uh, Sips by box, which actually, ironically speaking of being sick... You know, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like sucking down the emergency and pulling, I went through my rest of my box, my echinacea tea, and then I get my sips by box in the mail in the midst of feeling not so great. And there was an immunity tea and a tea to drink when you're not feeling so well. Uh, that was like, stop it. How did you know? <laughs> Maybe they follow you on Instagram. No, I mean, I wasn't even thinking, I don't think I was feeling bad when they, when, uh, or like when they, maybe because of the beginning of the school year, so uh, they're like, everybody needs yeah, that immunity boost, wherever you are. Yeah. yeah. So this was one of the other teas that was in there, and it's from the Asheville Tea Company, and I do love me some Asheville, North Carolina, it makes me want to go visit there, and it is a, I looked this up, how to say this, it's a Yapon, it's a lemon Yapon, I should have looked up what Yapon is, I just looked up how to I say it. I think it's the tea. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a barley tea, if you've ever had barley tea. I haven't had barley tea. Okay. It's just kind of a savory tea is the best way I could describe mm. it. And this has lemon balm, lemon peel, and lemon grass. Although I would say, disappointedly, I'm not really getting a lot of the yeah, lemon. Yeah, there's I mean, not. There's like a little bit of tartness. I think it's more of the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Like I'm halfway through my cup and I can feel like the lemony aftertaste on my tongue. Mm, Okay. Okay. But mostly it tastes like dirt. <laughs> it tastes like dirt. That must be what my... I say, it tastes a little savory. <laughs> Carrie's like, it tastes like dirt. <laughs> I'm not very subtle in what I say. You can ask my partner every time he makes us a smoothie that has a beet in it. I'm like, this tastes like dirt. Mm, that's my only reason I like roasted beets. Yeah. Well, that reminds me, we have some beets we need to roast. Sorry. 
uh, our listeners probably don't care about whether or not I roast some beets, <laughs> but I've had them for a while. They're probably a little, like, wrinkly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about root vegetables. They can be pretty sad looking, and you can still, like, cook Revive them Revive them, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So, banned books. All right. Which one do you want to start with? Well, so, um, we did two graphic novels, which was kind of accidental. I guess you really took the lead on that because... I did, because I bought the Howell graphic novel. Yep. So, yeah, Carrie picked out, and, um, the cover is actually, it's pretty cool, Howl by Allen Ginsberg, which, funnily, she didn't realize is a, is a poem. Yeah. Um... And then I went in the complete opposite direction. Because <laughs> then I was like, oh. Well, because so I had picked A Wrinkle in Time. And so I knew that there's a graphic novel version of A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Langle. And I was like, oh, let's do graphic novels. Yeah. So we're basically doing two genres in one. Because we are that Well, good. three. Because this one's kind of a poem. Ooh. I don't know if I want to count that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because then maybe you say, well, really, it's four, because this is a young adult novel. So then we're doing four books <laughs> with four genres within two books. Check, what? check, check, check. Um, Getting shit done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did do a little bit of research on why these books were banned. Uh, since we were, since we decided we weren't going to go through the history of banned books, I thought we should at least go through the history of why these were banned. Well, I think we know why this book was banned. Um, yeah, we can't even post a picture of this because I think this would be considered internet porn. Yeah. Um, There's a forest of penises in this. Oh, there goes the double <laughs> I mean, literally a forest of penises. Yeah. Like, when I was looking at it... So, here's what I would say is that it's really well done in that as you're, like, skimming the picture... Oh, and then there's some them having sex. There's a couple sex scenes. There's definitely some boobies and some butts. Oh, hello, space woman-y person. Um, Blood going, like, yeah. it's crazy. And um, it's a movie. And it's a movie with, know it was with a James movie. Franco um, being that. Alan Ginsberg. Um, I, lo- I did like reading the little intro. So the uh, did you read the little bit about the guy that did the art and yeah. how he's been, he was a longtime friend of Alan mm-hmm. Ginsberg. Is it Ginsberg or Ginsberg? I think it's Ginsberg. Mm-hmm. Um, and how... There's some crossover between the movie art and then this graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So I found what I would say. So I would say two things. I guess we're going to jump into yours. So let me so let me do the history of yours first, since I have that in front of me. Okay. So Howl is one of the most notorious pieces of banned poetry. It was written in 1955 and pu- published in 1957. And it resulted in an obscenity trial being brought against its publisher. Go figure. Mm. Um, and it it says that it was an anguished protest, literally a howl. Shall we howl? Howl. howl. <laughs> against the era's soul-crushing conformism and a hymn to the holiness of everything about the human body and mind. I should have read that before I... Uh, read that <laughs> it was a terrifying peyote vision that was the principal inspiration for how i missed that part i wrote these notes and i didn't look at them before i read the book this would have been really helpful <laughs> it's also about um alan G- Ginsberg coming to terms with his own identity as a gay man at the time when it was considered a crime in many states and mm-hmm. there definitely are some themes of um male passion <clears throat> yeah 
And then he gave his first reading of Hal at the Sixth Gallery in the North Bitch. North Bitch. <laughs> the North Bitch part of what? North Bitch. <laughs> the North Beach mm-hmm. District of San Francisco on the night of October 7th, 1955. And then it was published by City Light Books two years later, which um, I went to City Light Books last time I was in San Francisco. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's kind of a fun little warren of little rooms and a hodgepodge of it's kind of hard to browse in but it's fun to look around and uh so yeah the obscenity trial was based on references to sexuality and homosexuality so man if that graphic novel had been released in 1950s (coughs) i think people's brains would have imploded oh yeah i mean my brain imploded just look yeah Yeah. right yes and (laughs) so the judge's ruling was it has redeeming social importance it was unlikely to deprave or corrupt readers by exciting lascivious thoughts or arousing lustful desire. It, too, was not obscene. I mean, like, I don't really even understand most of the shit that he says in here. I would agree. Like, <laughs> I was like, I think I'm a smart person and I'm not following along. Yeah, I mean, there's just, like, I, you know. One of the youngins at the bookstore, she's like, Hal is one of my favorite poems ever. I just love it Did so Did you much. ask her why? I should have. Y- yeah. I, all I said was, Because sometimes like, I feel like people say things are cool because they're so obscene, but they don't actually know really what they're well, about. Well, she really likes poetry, and she's an English major. I'm so. an English major. I know, but... I don't understand this. So, she likes some kind of obscure stuff. I could see why. Like, one of her favorite books is Dharma Buns by Jack Kerouac. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, so, she just gets interested in an entire... She got her interests going in an entirely different direction than ours. Um, I was... Yeah, I... So, so oh, so my thought... My initial thought was... Is I actually really loved the artwork. Um, yeah, he did a really good job. Um, even the forest of penises and the weird sex scenes and whatnot. I'm kind of a disappointed that they're all circumcised. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I don't know that I would have like. Anyways, if we're not gonna go. I'm there. going to point it out. <laughs> I don't because know. I feel like a forest of penises. I don't know that should I... not be all circumcised. That's prejudice. Okay. I don't think that I would have notice that honestly really really well they're okay so different well so what i'm going to bring up though is maybe they're all hard because they're standing up so well, that's there why certainly are yes <laughs> this, this episode gets a giant explicit <laughs> as we analyze the forest of peni <laughs> we should probably do like a show notes warning <laughs> Careful, Kiri gets excited about talking about the forest of Penai. All right, so what I was going to say, though, is um, Ginsburg is Jewish. Yes, he is. What do Jews do? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, like... so I think that's fine. Like, this is his perspective, and that maybe that's all he's known. Yeah, the weird monster building. Yeah. The bull monster building. Malak. Malak, I... Malak. Robot apartments, invisible suburbs, skeleton <laughs> treasuries, blind capitals, demonic industrials, spectral nations, invincible madhouses, granite cocks, monstrous bombs. What I would say. What is that? What I, you know, what I kept trying in my, I kept trying to like read it out loud in my head, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so what I was picking up on is, you know, certainly there was the mechanism of repetition. But the, yeah. The section where I kept saying, holy, holy, there was the malak, there was the who, 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 who. Yeah. And then there was the other section that I'm drawing a blank on. But 
Um, the cadence of it, I can see why this debuted as a as spoken word. Yeah. Um, even if you don't understand what the heck it's saying, if you say it out loud and you kind of play with the cadence, yeah, it sounds really. It has kind of that da 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 to it. Um, but yes, it, it was definitely a stretch for my brain, and and I think that's why I actually appreciated reading it as a graphic novel. I think I only got maybe 15% of it, but I think I would have only gotten 2% of it if I had just read the poem. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> it's just crazy. But I loved, like, some of the scenes of New York City with, you know, again, like, the cover with the water tanks. Like, that's such a quintessential New York City thing, which I think is interesting, you know, that he debuted this in San Francisco, but this is set in New York City. So that in itself is a little bizarro. And for some reason, when you bought this, I thought it was going to be a book about werewolves. <laughs> well, look at the cover! Look at the freaking cover, the title. And if you didn't look at who the author was, what would you think? But I searched it through his name. Well, I know, but I just looked so, at I, I looked at the picture and yeah, the okay. howl and big yeah. letters. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So well, it's um, definitely not about werewolves. No, it is not. Um, and I'm sure some of our listeners are probably rolling over right now going, how can you not like Alan? I don't know if anybody who listens to us know who Alan Ginsberg is. Well, true. Um, I think most of them would be okay with looking at this. If they it's do. definitely a great coffee table book. Yeah, I mean, the visual, the visuals, again, are beautiful. Like, I mean, and that was really what kind of got me through. I, I think if I was just reading the poem, yeah, I think I could have read the poem like ten times and I would have been like, WTF. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. I We're, mean, I read it three times with the graphic novel and I was still like, mm. You know, so, I mean, I certainly could, I mean, I certainly picked up on that it was kind of a commentary on, you know, capitalism yeah. and conformism. Like, you, you definitely can get all of that, but there's so many, and it's almost like a road trip. Like, you know, he talks about so many cities and states. Yeah. There's so, there's pieces that I would kind of be like, okay, I think I know what's going on here. I wonder if the different cities that he talks about are the, or the states are the ones that were really anti-gay, mm. LGBTQ. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the, and the shot of the naked guy yeah. shooting up. That one was intense. And the guy. Bodies. The, yeah. It's, so, I mean, it, it has some intense imagery, but... I still was strangely drawn to a lot of it. Not all of it. I mean, I could have done without, honestly, the forest of penises. I don't know. I think it was a good, like, are you paying attention? Mm-hmm. Like this one. So, like, the way this one, I know our readers can't see this. Maybe we can take stacks a picture of this. Stacks and stacks and stacks of books. Right. But then if you start looking at them, then it looks like a city skyline. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, that to me is beautiful. And, like, them falling. And so it's kind of a commentary on universities and stuff. And, you know, some of this kind of supernatural stuff with the stuff coming out, like the saxophone and, okay, that was creepy. But, um, I love, like, I love this picture, like this introductory picture again, mm -hmm. like y you get this sense of what New York City looked like in the 1950s. Yeah. And I thought that, and the colors are really fabulous. And then there was a couple really random ones. I don't know if you noticed in the back where one was of Alcatraz and it was a painting. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember that I one? I do. And then there was another one with big pinky dark swirly things that again was a painting so you know it'd be kind of this stylized 
uh, I don't even know what you would call this. I mean, I guess just drawings. Mm -hmm. Like this feels computer generated though to me. Because um, it's almost 3D in some in some I think ways. it was eventually, but okay. I think because they released this. Mm -hmm. I think some of the this. Because the dude was still, Alan was still alive when yeah. they released this. Or this one where like the street is all the typewriter buttons. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought the drawings were really creative, and that's what really kept me moving through this. Um, I don't, other than what I just read about from the cliff notes that I uh, looked at, I don't know that I would have gotten that on my own. Oh, here's that one of Alcatraz. I just love yeah. that. That's so pretty. Mm -hmm. You can see that. It almost has a, a Van Gogh yeah. look to it. Yeah. So does the other one. Um, it also reminds me of how Robert paints sometimes, too. Not so much the one in here, but kind of, even if you look at, like, the the rooster's um head mm -hmm. and like the different colors that oh, they swirl yeah. together i think it reminded me a little bit of robert's style of painting so yeah so how and i would i would be a little grumpy though because as you probably noticed it's only yeah 20 dollars of oh, garbage <laughs> well i think you can probably shift it back together but um yeah so that's how yeah, very interesting. It was interesting. I don't regret it. I don't know. I'm like, okay, now I I feel like I have explored one of what's supposed to be one of our greatest po pieces of poetry ever. I don't understand it, but... <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. All right. Moving on. Yep. A Wrinkle in Time. Yep. <laughs> so I did more research because mm -hmm. I like to research. Mm-hmm. I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Carrie posts our notes. I research them. We're a lovely team. Okay, so... Oh, you have like a bajillion more notes than you did for Howl. No, it's about the same. Anyways. Okay, so why did I pick it? I picked it because there's been a lot of buzz because of the movie, which I've not seen. And I haven't read it since I was probably like 12. Mm. So I was kind of feeling like I wanted to revisit it since it's popular right now. And, um, let's see here. Yeah. It was published in 1964. So we both picked fairly old books. So yeah. It's interesting and fun. Uh, it's considered a young adult novel, fantasy, sci-fi. Although I would say we actually keep it in our middle reader section at the bookstore. So, uh, you certainly could read this with, I think with an 11 or 12 or 13 year old. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait till you're 16, 17, 18. There's really no uh mature themes like it can be a little scary at times yeah. i think for a younger person but overall i think it's it's approachable for quite a quite a large age group yeah um so oh so here's my super cool fun fact that's how i wrote it <laughs> about writing this so she um let's see here okay she went on a 10-week cross-country camping trip with her family and as she drove through wait for it the Arizona Painted Desert. Hmm. That's where she got her inspiration for this book. Interesting. And what popped into her head was the name of the three women. The Mrs. Who, the uh, Mrs. Witch, and the Mrs. What's-It. And she said, I'll have to write a book about that to her kids while they uh, were. So isn't that the coolest that's thing cool, ever? cool, yeah. I was like, what? So I really enjoyed that. Uh, another interesting fact, this book re was rejected by over two dozen publishers. Interesting. 
Um, and I think it says, because it was a weird mashup of genres, science fiction, fantasy, a quest. It's a coming of age story. It has romance. It has magic mystery adventure and it's also a political anti-conformist message oh how funny so both of our yeah. books are how do we do that sometimes we're just on the right page i guess each other. so so two very different examples yeah. of anti-conformity and political politicals and at the heart it's the, about the importance of family community freedom of choice and most of all love yeah but it's considered groundbreaking in its exploration of science and physics. And having never taken physics, I can say mm-hmm. this is about as far as I can take it. Yeah. Um, it's a Newbery Medal Award winner. And so then I was like, why was this a banned book? This sounds amazing. Right. So basically, because of the fantastical elements, it makes it a target for conservative Christians. Uh, there's also some depiction of religion, specifically the implication of Jesus not being a supremely divine individual. And controversial, controversially, a passage in the middle of the novel seemingly equates Jesus with figures like Einstein, Buddha, Gandhi, and Da Vinci. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. We're all just people. Right. So, yeah. Um, and, and so then I was like, oh, okay, since it is mainly a young adult children's book, of course that, you know, you get parents involved and they're like, oh, don't mess with Jesus. Right. <laughs> so. Or do mess with Jesus. Um, so I think that that's kind of the main thing. Nothing really like, like uncomfortable content outside of the religious connotations. Mm-hmm. I would say again, for me, so I've been kind of on a graphic novel kick actually. Hmm. Um, it's been one of my personal challenges for myself. So I've been picking up some different ones at the bookstore and reading through them. And, um, I don't, you were still in the book club when we did the really ill-fated, uh, reading of the Watchmen, right? Yes. <laughs> It was, I think it was close to my leaving of the book club. Okay. Yeah. And I and I, I appreciated what it represented, and I understood it as a classic representation of kind of a superhero or whatever graphic novel, but I could not get through that. Yeah. And so what I have learned about myself with graphic novels is that I do much better. And again, this is why I think the... the uh, how in a strange way worked for me is there wasn't a lot of writing. Yeah. There's mainly visuals mm-hmm. with some words where like, if you get kind of the classic, almost cartoon style where there's lots going on in a picture and yeah. then there's like really complex dialogue. I don't know what to look at. I don't know right. what to process. Yeah. Where if it's more kind of supplemental, yeah. um, it works for me. And both so, of these are like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like this was really literally the dialogue within just very simple, but very beautiful pictures and so, you know, really what it did, I think, and again, I haven't looked at the actual book in a while, is probably the pictures are the rest of the filler in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever descriptions or settings that yeah. she wrote, you see it in the picture and you can just kind of follow along with the dialogue and it's not complex dialogue. And um, there's only usually maybe one person speaking per picture, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. sometimes two if it's just like a yes or no response. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of heavy. Right. Well, and again, um, you know, not that it's super sciencey and physics-y, but it, it, it is, it is in its own way. And so I think visual representations mm-hmm. of it along with the descriptions, again, helped me understand the ideas of the fifth dimension and yeah. all that craziness and the time travel and all of that. So, and just even kind of the weird character. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes when, you know, I I think, 
here's the thing with my reading is I, I don't know that I'm one of those people that gets this really strong visual in my head when I'm reading, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like I, I, I take it in and I get the context, but I don't, I don't, I, and maybe that's why I sometimes struggle with like sci-fi and fantasy. Like, you know, when they talk about world building mm-hmm. and they're like describing this stuff and the way people look. I actually have a really hard time visualizing that in my head. Oh, and I'm the opposite. Like, okay. in order for me to like a book, I have to be able to visually identify it in my brain. Oh. Like, I have to basically be in the book mm-hmm. as a fly on the wall or like a ghost following the characters around and mm-hmm. following mm-hmm. where, you know, what the building looks like, where, what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. I have to have that in order for me to actually want to read the book. And if I don't have that, I don't read the book. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't even know that I could articulate what's going on in my head when I'm reading. You know, maybe a good example. Sometimes maybe that's why I do better with stuff that's in places I've visited or mm-hmm. that I'd like to visit or that I've seen a lot of pictures of. Because then I already have a like I, that vision comes automatically. Right. Um, or I think sometimes I don't have to pay attention when I read, but I feel like maybe sometimes even if I'm like visualizing in my head what someone looks like, it, you know, again it's helpful if maybe there's a drawing of them on the right. cover. Or I think, I wonder if I sometimes just visualize someone that I know that sounds vaguely familiar. Like, um, I don't know. I just... Well, I do know that when I was reading the Outlander series, Mm -hmm. Jamie and Claire were very different in my brain. Okay. And then the show came out, and I think the eighth book had yet to be released, and then my characters changed into the characters that are on the TV show. Mm. So it was like I had, mm-hmm. I mean, the, who they picked for Jamie was pretty accurate, but Claire to me was very different in my okay. brain. And then when they introduced the show and they casted those two people, that's who I see now when I mm-hmm. read the books. Okay. Yeah. And and I know that I certainly have had times when I've watched a book to movie translation and I've been like, Oh, that's not yeah. how I envision that person. But then if I was still had to articulate how I envision that person, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Um, whereas there's a has-been time. So a perfect example would be The Lord of the Rings. Um, I The only way I got I slogged through the book Lord of the Rings is by visualizing the characters from the movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't read the books. And, you know, so that was literally, like, because then I was like, okay, I can kind of see who these Right. Elijah Wood is tromping through the forest with his giant feet. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, that's fantasy. Yeah. Um, But I think if it's more dialogue or relational driven, maybe I'm just, I don't even really care about visualizing the setting Mm. or the people sometimes. Yeah. Whereas if it's a place I love, like, say, Paris or... I was going to say, so, you know, I know you weren't a fan, um, spoiler alert, but I'm rereading Peachtree Road, mm-hmm. which is set in Atlanta. And as he's, you know, and it's kind of a love letter to Atlanta, especially at a certain time. And and I haven't been to Atlanta for a really long time, but I used to spend a lot of time there. So when he's talking about things like Druid Hills and Buckhead and, right. you know, Peachtree this and Peachtree that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know where that is. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. You know, similarly, someplace like San Francisco, places I've spent a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of get this visual map going in my head. But anyways, point being, I felt this was actually a really great graphic novel. Again, for many ages, I mean, it's a children's, not a children's book, young a young person's book. But um, the drawings were... Are very simple. I mean, it's all in just black and white and kind of a light blue. But 
it really and but a very kind of distinct style and the expression on the faces is mm-hmm. really good and um yeah I don't know I just I enjoyed it a lot yeah it was a good book I thought it was well done I liked the drawings were simple and they were only in blue white and black um I made Chris read it he liked it I think um and you know the takeaway was basically like you're strong enough mm-hmm if you love somebody, they'll come back. Mm-hmm. Like fight for what you fight for the people you love. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, friendship and family are important. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, even maybe a little bit of the, uh, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And um, but again, yeah, there's a big message of conformity. And you know, when they go to that planet and like all the kids are outside bouncing their ball at, at the, the same, same time, time, and then they go in at the same time. Yeah, and, you know, and um, it, you know, definitely and how that's supposed to be taking over the universe. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it made me want to go back and finish reading the series. Cause I, I, I do remember reading the whole series. I think there's three or four of them, um, multiple times when, when I was at an age when I would be reading this mm-hmm. more often, but I, it kind of left me not sure if I wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch the movie. I feel like I just did that with, um, so I slogged my way through, um, Crazy Rich Asians Mm. and I went and saw the movie with my friend and the movie was fun, but there was a lot of differences from the book that didn't bother me, honestly, but I wasn't horribly invested in the book either. Yeah. Um, and after reading the book, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't think I need to read the other two. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I did, um two kind of romancy books in a row. I the wedding date that I have over there on the floor, which I had heard really good things about, but I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a romance girl, <laughs> at least not kind of in the classic sense. I, I, you know, and again, kind of with crazy rich Asians, mm-hmm. the relationship was kind of meh. Yeah. And then it was just all these people with excessive wealth doing douchey things yeah spending it in ridiculous and crazy ways and i just wanted to be like i hate you can you just like maybe send me like i don't know fifty thousand dollars right that should do me for a while and you all can keep doing your crazy ass shit with your crazy ass rich friends yeah um i don't know i just (laughs) i'm i feel like i must just be in a point in my life where to me it's not even fun to read about the lifestyles of the Fame, rich. The rich and famous. I don't even know if they're famous. The lifestyles of the rich. It just well, they kind of, were famous. Well, that's true. Some of them were. Yeah. Um, it just made me grumpy. Mm. <laughs> a little old lady. I know. These young people and uh, their money and their rhetoric of cool, uh, hip things. When I was their age, I had to work for my money. I'd rather read Halliday. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least a wrinkle in time. They made me happy. So I, I kind of went off on a weird tangent there. But my point being is after having such a pleasant read with the graphic novel, yeah. I'm like, I don't know that I want to erase that with, yeah. with the um, the, movie. With the movie. And I don't know if the movie actually got really good reviews. I don't think it did. I think some yeah. people loved it. But I feel like it's such a classic book to, to my childhood. Right. 
this was the revisit I needed. I don't think I need to see it in a movie. I wonder if the people that didn't like it read the book and that's why they didn't like it. Because I didn't read Crazy Rich Asians, but I saw the movie and I actually thought the movie was pretty cute. It was. It was cute. But but I don't think I would read a book like that. Yeah. Just because I know that I probably wouldn't like it. And Mm -hmm. I think having it in visual form made it easier for me to take it with a grain of salt like I can see myself getting irritated with Mm -hmm. reading about the privileged life of really rich people and how Mm -hmm. like he didn't tell her like that whatever so I digress yeah and it goes even anyways yeah yeah, we digress (laughs) so if you were wondering about crazy rich Asians there you go an extra little review just for you (laughs) yeah I mean the movie was fun yeah but it was I don't know it just wasn't yeah it wasn't yeah it was entertaining. It did what it was supposed it to was do. It was fluff. It was fluff. Yeah. Yes, it was definitely fluff. Yeah. So, there you have it. All right. Well, now that we've, like, jumped all over the place, we've yeah. had some serious squirrel moments. But yeah. it's been a while since we've been together. That's so true. You all, you're just getting kind of our weird catch-up yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> on life as we share with what we've been doing. Um, it, so, it's a fun adventure. I, I'm glad we did this, and I think it was a good learning experience for us. Yeah. And I definitely, um, like I said, I'm pushing myself to read more graphic novels and I've found some things that are starting to resonate. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But with that said, it is time to say goodbye. Next episode. Maybe. Whoa. just gave me this look. (laughs) I'm like, God damn it. I read all of Ton of French and I'm in the midst of Peachy Road. So we are going to do an episode on them. Okay. Well, it might be our last episode until we can get our shit together. Well, that's fine. (laughs) We're going to talk about our shit after we're done off of here, y'all. So we promise to update you on the cray cray of our lives. But yes, we are, as we had said on social media, we are doing some recalibrating as we get figure out our lives. But we are not giving up. We just need some grace. Yes. Anyway, so since Carrie interrupted me while I was trying to wrap <laughs> shit up. God, Carrie, I forgot how this works, didn't you? This is what happens when we don't record for like a month. Two. Two months. No, really? Yeah. We had, the last time we recorded, I think, was in June before you went to Montana. Stop it. Yeah. But I went to Montana in July. Well, that I know, was still so too. We, yeah. Oh, you said June. Anyways. We recorded in June before you went to Montana. I didn't go to Montana till the end of July. Yeah, I don't think we recorded in July. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a married couple's fight right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. You guys are so... <laughs> They're, they're, they've checked out. We've stopped talking about books. <laughs> yes. All right. Seriously. No, seriously, seriously. Important stuff. Our next episode, whether Curie wants to do it or not, <laughs> is uh, books by favorite authors. And that's also to complete another Modern Mrs. Darcy reading challenge, which is really at this point, hint, hint, my goal to finish the year <laughs> with that at least. Um, so Curie's pick is In the Woods by Tana French. And mine is Peachtree Road by Anne River Siddons. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, we will hopefully have that one out in two weeks. I think that might be doable. And, um, and we'll give you some updates then about if we're taking a little break or where we're at. And as always, we just love your support. And, ooh, one last thing. We're still doing a GoFundMe. So oh, yeah. that always helps us, too, to kind of be motivated when 
we um, know that people are giving us money to do some work for yes. us, for you. Um, <laughs> how do you like that little spin I put out there, listeners? <laughs> um, thank you so much to the people that have already donated. And I know that I owe um, my good friend Tara um, a book recommendation, some tea, and it's going to be coming your way soon. I promise. I haven't forgotten. Um, but we will put a link to our GoFundMe link. Yes. Go put a link to our GoFundMe link in the show notes. And if you are so inclined, please throw us a little bit of cash and we will send you some goodies and we will give you a thank you shout out um, on our next episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter. 